This morning's scripture is taken from the book of Zephaniah, chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. The word of the Lord is against you, O Canaan, land of the Philistines, and I will destroy you until no inhabitant is left. And you, O seacoast, shall be pastures with meadows for shepherds and foals for flocks. The seacoast shall become the possession of the remnant of the house of Judah, on which they shall graze, and in the house of Ashkelon, which they shall lie down at evening. For the Lord their God will be mindful of them and restore their fortunes. I have heard the taunts of Moab and the revilings of the Ammonites, how they have taunted my people and made boast against their territory. Therefore, as I live, declares the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Moab shall become like Sodom and the Ammonites like Gomorrah, a land possessed by nettles and salt pits and waste forever. The remnant of my people shall plunder them, and the survivors of my nation shall possess them. This shall be their lot in return for their pride, because they taunted and boasted against the people of the Lord of hosts. The Lord will be awesome against them, for he will famish all the gods of the earth, and to him shall bow down, each in his place, all the lands of the nations. Is God with us, our country, today? What do you think? Is God with us? Next slide, please. God met wounds during the World War II. Nazi German soldiers had to wear uniforms with this text said, God meet wounds, which means God with us. They believe that God was with them in this war. But it was an irony that German, Germany started World War II. The German churches were in their height of their power and influence to the nation. The whole nation, Germany, worshipped God faithfully. And the church was the center of their nation and their life. But it is hard to believe that God was with them, not to Germany who caused over 50 million civilians were killed, over 20 million soldiers killed, and over 20 million people killed through the Holocaust. Let me ask you, is God with Christian and each church, no matter what we do? Next slide, please. In today's scripture, Jephaniah gives warning against the Judah's neighboring nations. Not just because they were the only nation did the evil against God, but because Judah was evil and sinful. So God wanted Judah to repent and return to the Lord as they witnessing the judgment on other nations. 
God wanted Judah, the people of God, to learn a lesson from other nations. But we know Israel and Judah, they didn't learn. So they were perished, utterly perished. Then what was the lesson Judah should have learned from other nations? Next slide, please. They were arrogant and prideful for their power. The Lord said, I have heard the taunts of Moab and the revilings of the Ammonites, how they have taunted my people and made boast against their territory. What, they, what did they taunt about? What did they boast about? Prophet Jeremiah also talked about Moab. He described Moab like this. Moab shall be destroyed and be no longer a people because he magnified himself against the Lord. Moabites says to themselves, We are heroes. We are mighty men of war. And they even said to themselves in their heart, I am and there is no one else. So they invaded over and over other nations and plundered them and destroyed the people because they are strong. Next slide, please. Those aggressive nations justify their invasion with peace, freedom, and prosperity for all people. During the World War II, Imperial Japan justified killing over 20 million Asians for Great East Asia co-prosperity. Nothing can excuse killing. Next slide, please. God despises killing. Killing life, no matter what. Because it is depravity. Sin. Killing is sin. Depravity is depriving the image of God from people by killing them. Robbing and raping and treat people without respect. And without dignity. Without fear of God. That's depravity. People consider other people as a means, not as a meaning and purpose. Remember, if we despise others, we despise God who made them, who who created them. Of course, God is not with those nations who despise God then. Next slide, please. Do we want God to be with us. God is with us if we humble ourselves and stand before God with the reverence of life and fear of God and His creation. God is with us if we do justice 
and righteousness of God. God is with us if we surrender ourselves to His sovereignty and providence of God. And God is with us if we defend and restore the poor and needy, the margins outcast of our community and the world. That's what we church do. But God is not with us. Even we are church, God is not with us. If we magnify ourselves and saying that we are the greatest nation in the world, so we can do whatever we want to do. God is not with us. If we deprive the image of God from people, if we silent and do nothing for injustice, violence, and aggression of war, with taking away the image of God from people, exterminating the dignity from people, then God is not with us. Next slide, please. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was one of the greatest theologians of the 20th century. He was only 30 years old when Hitler took the regime of Germany. He was such a brilliant theologian and preacher for German churches. But during the World War II, even beginning of Hitler's regime, he did not silence for the evil of Adolf Hitler and the Nazi regime. He was threatened by Nazi. So he could escape the country, his country, for many, many times. And his friend in England and you, in America, they begged him to escape the country. But he refused. And Bonhoeffer said, Silence in the face of evil is itself evil. God will not hold, a, hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. Bonhoeffer eventually joined a group of people plot to assassinate Hitler. But they were arrested and he was hanged to death a week before his prison was liberated. Friends, today we gather to remember and honor our fallen soldiers who gave their life for the people they never met. They died unknown places, thousands of miles away from their home, from their family and friends. Because they answer the call of duty to fight, to defend our freedom and freedom for many other nations. They weren't silent in the face of evil. They spoke and acted against aggression of war. Today, 
What is our call of duty? Jesus called us, church, to fight the good fight, taking hold of eternal life. Of ours and many others. How do we fight? By witnessing the great victory of Jesus Christ for all people. By defending faith of people and feeding and nurturing the poor and needy and restoring the image of God for the deprived people. Honoring and respecting dignity of people by granting them the necessity of living, of life, home, clothing, and food. Dear Americans, friends, we are chosen. You can tell we are chosen. And we are blessed. God blessed us every corner of our life, every aspect of our life. To live in this beautiful country with the prosperity and peace. Then we are responsible for this special blessing from God. We are responsible to be blessing for many others. To be blessed. So let's not be silent in the face of evil and sin in the world today. Violence, whatever form, the violence and hunger and poverty and ungodliness, discrimination and hate crimes and aggression of war, Let's speak, act with God's will. Let's act His justice and righteousness. Then we can claim God is with us. Then we can claim we are mighty warriors. And we are victorious because of Jesus Christ. Because God is with us. Because we know the heart of God. And we do the will of God. So may God bless America. Amen.